I'm Alex Keller. And I'm Mike Harding. This is the Filmtastic Voyage. your calendar because april 14th saturday april 14th we are going to go <laughs> to beautiful bourbon california uh-huh. and audition to be the hosts of blues clues that's a thing that's happening uh, april 14th blues clues auditions and the nick Lowen studios in bourbon california is this just like an open casting kind of thing yep and i'm not really going okay but clear your schedule because hey don't you want to be the new Steve? Listen, if you and I actually did that as sort of like a friendship building activity, I'd be all about that. Well, Standing in line. <laughs> we would be um, thrown out immediately because we don't have, you know, things like agents or, you know, resumes, reels, that kind of stuff. I, in my head, I'm picturing, I'm picturing how both of us would play off being Steve <laughs> on Blue's Clues. Poorly. And, it would go poorly. And for me, it would be like the, you know, blue would be like, bruh, bruh, bruh. and I'd be like, oh, okay, all right. And then for you, I don't know, what, what would you, how would you react to blue? Shut up, dog. <laughs> just kick him across the room. I don't know. I'm not going to kick my dog. He's a cartoon. Up. He's not a dog. He's a cartoon. I think it's a girl, first of all. First of all. Blue's, blue's a girl? Isn't it? Because I thought there was a magenta one also. Oh, maybe blue is a boy. I but was... maybe they're both girls. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I thought Blue was a girl. Maybe I'm wrong. There was uh, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Peppa. You remember them? Va- vaguely, now that you, now you bring it up. <laughs> I remember there's a book, and he writes in crayons, and there was a oh, mailbox yeah. with the song. Yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, uh, I remember when Steve, the original Steve, left the show, everybody's like, oh, shit, it's because he OD'd. Yeah. Or whatever, right? But uh-huh. it wasn't that. He just was like, I... I I want to live a normal life now, and he just went off and did yeah. his own thing. Well, there's also his other reason. I don't know if you heard. Is uh, I don't want to go bald on camera, so I'm taking a bow. Oh, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. Yeah. How old do you think he was when he was the host of that? I think he was like in his twenties or something. But probably like late twenties, right? Maybe maybe like twenty seven or something. I think he's in a band now. I think he's doing all right. Like, he's in a he's in a band. Yeah, one of his band like either he produces music or he play does music. And one of his songs is like, I heard it's like the song for that show Young Sheldon. It's like the opening song, which is so oh. and that show's popular. So you know that's good if you're getting all them some sweet royalties. Wow, like they might be giants. Probably were for Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for him. I haven't seen that show, nor do I have any interest. Yeah. Likewise, I just this is what I hear. So yeah, this is what I hear. Uh, for the folks at home, welcome to the Filmtastic Voyage. We talk about movies, but you know, ever since IMDb basically uh, sucks, disenfranchised us, we've been talking movies, but in more of a nebulous, open forum. You know, yeah. more of a more of a hey, let's just let's just go for it. Yeah. You know, let's talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Movies we've seen, movies we just kind of thought about randomly the other day. Like, yeah. Mike, have you ever seen Kazam? Yeah, well, that's with uh, Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that, folks. Uh, just like that. 
I was in a I was in a conversation the other day. I, I this wasn't with you, I don't think, but it was like uh because Kazam and Shazam get mixed up a lot. Yeah. And I was called a racist for for thinking Shazam was Kazam or something. And I was like, well, no, it was just the, the words are very similar. No, as long as you know it's Shaq, the, you're racist if you thought Kazam, it's Kazam or Shazam with um, Sinbad. Sinbad. Then you're, but no. then you're a filthy racist. There was never a, a <laughs> ge- there was never a genie movie with Sinbad, was there? Um, I mean, like he's a genie in all of his movies. He's just a, ma- a, a magical comedian. <laughs> he is a magical comedian. Fucking fucking comedy wizard. Yeah, Sinbad. I really I, I really appreciated that Always Sunny episode with him in it. First kid. First kid. Um, yeah. Uh, Jingle all the way. Jing. Yeah. He and Rob Thomas uh, just hanging out, having a good time. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Those are the only two movies I remember him from. Wouldn't it be great if Black Panther instead of Force Whitaker was Sinbad? <laughs> that would, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Sinbad <laughs> has proven anything, it's maybe he's not the best actor. But or he just shows up in Quentin Tarantino's next movie. I would love that. Hey, make it uh, the the next Quentin Tarantino movie. Maybe not the next one because it's all Charles Mansony. But like you know, the next. Uh, Untitled, un- the final Tarantino movie, apparently. Right, make that star Brandon Fraser and Sinbad. That's or what I'm thinking. They are just in the cast in that new Star Trek movie he's doing. Oh, who? <laughs> Sorry, I. Uh... <laughs> I. Never mind. Yeah, no, I, I just I, I had some funny images of the casting for like who would Sinbad be in He'd be a Ferengi in start yeah, something like that, right? They have it like a alien makeup. Yeah. Um anyways. Uh oh man. Anyways, uh Alex, mm-hmm. you've seen some movies, I've seen some movies. I've seen some good movies, I've seen some bad movies. I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah, I guess so. I was watching a movie earlier today, and I decided not to watch, watch the rest of it because it was just a flatliner. What movie? Was it Flatliners? No, it wasn't Flatliners. Oh, okay. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead uh, Men Tell No Tales. Jesus Christ, that movie. Wasn't that wow. My, was that my worst of list last year? It might have been. been. That movie is a big old whiff, and I, I feel um, I love the Pirates franchise probably more than most just because I really like that second one a lot. Uh-huh. And people are like, the second one sucks. I'm like, I, I, I like it a lot. Second one's probably the best one. Uh, no, the first one's the best one. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. The visuals in the second one, I remember those being better. Yeah, the third one is good, but convoluted. Rewatching the plot's like, what the fuck's even happening anymore? Like, Jack Sparrow like triple crosses everybody, and it's really right. confusing. Um, in the th- fourth one... That one's just kind of eh. And then the fifth fifth one, I feel the problem in this fifth one was specifically that Johnny Depp didn't want to be there because <laughs> he is not trying. He's barely in the movie. No. The movie could have... I feel like they had to rewrite the movie around him because he, like, most of the movie's not involved at all. And I also heard, this is like, a, I think verified, that he didn't memorize any lines and they fed his lines to him through an earpiece. That one surprised me because, quite honestly, he was... it. it that was... Okay, I mean, a lot of things that could be said about the movie, one of them being that everything felt very bland. But but uh Johnny Depp specifically, yeah, it was it it, it was almost unwatchable. It, it like I for whatever reason I can't quite put my I mean, I guess it was just that he was phoning it in. Yeah. But like he didn't 
he didn't even look the part. Like it was it was weird. Like he I mean, we're looking at a franchise that's been going for what? Is this 17 years or something? Well, like so 13 years. Uh, so 2003, I think, to 20. Okay. So like 14. I forget. I was 2004, I think. One of those. Yeah. So four to whatever. Yeah. So and you're looking at him now, and it's just like, dude, this is not the young, strapping Jack Sparrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let this guy kind of. The only, the only thing that I did appreciate, honestly, is they came back to Orlando Bloom's character very briefly. It was nice, but then they had to do the thing. Did you watch? Oh wait, you didn't get to the end. No, I didn't. Oh, at the end, there's a stinger, and Orlando Bloom. Spoiler alert, everyone who gives a shit. He can he can walk on land again. His curse his curse has been lifted by this the most ridiculous Deus Ex Machina ever. Um, and then uh, who should appear but Davy Jones's crab claw? Ooh, shut up, movie. <laughs> well, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but the third movie ended with him having to be on that boat or whatever for. A decade, right? Well, it was like a ten-year thing. He can walk on land once per decade. Oh, okay, okay. And that's the thing. And then uh, in the fifth one, Poseidon's trident magically cures all curses ever. Yeah, that's whatever. That, yeah, uh, whatever. I don't know. That, that this it's it's it, it is what happens when a movie series runs out of gas. Yeah, dude. It was a very tired movie. It was it like you know. It had no and like the 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 movie had no momentum like you know what I mean like yeah. it, it just there was no energy in the movie at all and was, I can't help I feel like I said like I feel kind of bad for the directors I think directors are a couple were a couple of New Zealand guys maybe I forget I think they did Kontiki or something some kind of other also water based movie I think <laughs> it was them either way I feel bad for them because I can't help but feel that it was a very troubled production they just kind of had to do the best they could I can imagine and that's why it kind of feels like who cares is because everyone just kind of ran out of energy well yeah immediately. I really doubt anybody blames them, though. No, I hope they do good stuff. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just. Mm, I mean, like, yeah, mm, no. <laughs> um, that was probably my most disappointing movie of last year. Well, I because I was really hoping because you know you got you got Ghost Javier Bardem. That's like a win. It's like, oh man, Ghost Javier yeah. Bardem. How how could you fail? He's always he's usually a treat in in a movie. You know, like he, No Country for Old Men, Mother. Uh, some other movies. Some other movies. Skyfall. Yeah, no, he's always amazing. you know. Um, in the movie in Pirates, he is tricked into sailing into a cave and then turns into a ghost. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. He also it also shows you where Donnie Depp got his hat. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. And all his all of his weird ear things, or like you know the stuff hanging oh, out from his bandana. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, except in the third movie, he got that from a different place. But whatever. Oh, seriously? So it breaks the it it yeah. breaks continuity. Yay! <laughs> I think so. I do believe. Now, Alex, if if you were to take a, a trilogy that you would want to come back to with a fourth or fifth movie, something that actually could work with that. Indiana Jones. Well, they okay, yeah. I mean, they've done they made the you fourth said fifth. one. They that's true. The fifth. Come well, they're making the fifth 20, one, right? Twenty twenty, I think. Okay, cool. Um. I'm uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm going Iron Man. Eh. I, th- I think there could have been another Iron Man movie. Yeah, I'm kind of Iron no? Man. I'm done with Iron Man. Like not to say that I wouldn't. You know that. Uh, I, like I'd watch it. I, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is I'd watch it if by it himself. Made. I like nowadays Iron Man. I like him with bouncing off of people by himself. I just don't really have the interest anymore. Um, I like Iron Man as a character. Speaking of what you see, his new suit and Infinity War looking slick. He's got like weird wings. 
Oh, no, I guess I haven't seen that. Is there a new trailer or something? Tomorrow, actually. Oh, I was wondering so, about that. Way in the past, by the time you, you folks at home get this. Now, I... Okay, and this is probably not a not a special thing to say, but, like... Mike, are you being special? Are you being <laughs> unique and individual? I get the feeling Infinity War, we're only ever going to see... We're, we're going to see maybe the first... Any, anything we see in the trailers is probably just the first like 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. I hope so. I, do like, I like when trailers do that. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. Now, I shouldn't watch the new trailer, but I will. So. Uh, yeah, me too. Why not? Well, at the same time, like, yeah, whatever. Um, so anyway, speaking of franchises and Johnny Depp, did you see the new Fancy Beast trailer? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know, man. You didn't see it, or you don't know, I, man. No, 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 I didn't see it. I because I'm not. I'm in no hurry. But like, you I, got sexy Jude Law as sexy Dumbledore. Yeah, I mean Jude Law is pretty sexy. I, you know, it looks like a kind of fun actiony magic movie, I guess. But uh, I'm not sure. Does it look different from the last one? It looks like darker, I guess, more actiony, as I said. Same director. Yeah, David Yates is scheduled to do all five movies. Are you looking forward to Johnny Depp being in that one? Well, no, again, I was kind of a little annoyed that they got rid of uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, man. So here's an actor who cares. Now, let's get rid He's of him. He's just like dripping, dripping charisma and charm in, a, in, a, in an evil way in that movie. And then they replace him with Johnny Depp, who's like the, the Jackson Pollock of charm. He just kind of splatters it all over you, and you're just kind of like, ew. Well, the funny thing is, is like, if you're going to disguise yourself as somebody else, like... You're disguising yourself as someone that kind of almost looks like you, which is weird. Like if you get, if I'm going to disguise myself as somebody else, go like you know 180 with well, it. I you think, know what I'm saying? I think Colin Farrell is a real guy, and he's like polyjuice potioned or something. It's not uh, really clear. They don't really explain. It's like it. a Mad Eye Moody kind of. Yeah, thing. I think it's like a Mad Eye Moody type thing. Okay, because it'd be kind of weird if suddenly this rando guy got to as high as high as a position as Colin Farrell did in that movie. Uh-huh. You know. While right. also secretly being this other guy who's doing a bunch of who, who knows like pseudo Hitler stuff. If they're bringing the Balls of Fury kid back for this one, then I'll watch it. Yeah, they are. He's in the trailer. That's good because they wipe his memory, right? Yeah, they wipe his memory at the end of the movie. Do it. Those bastards. I was uh, reading. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I was reading the thing. I was thinking about that today. I was reading a thing like a like a what do you call it? like an editorial about the Harry Potter universe. Uh-huh. Some interesting points, but not really. And the the biggest takeaway I got out of it, though, is the same thing that it's the biggest thing that annoys me in the world. It's like, man, Harry Potter's not special anymore. I'm making all these fucking movies. I'm like, God damn it. Shut up. No. Yeah. I'm not special anymore. I can't help but feel that that kind of argument is made by fucking adults, like 20 somethings who are now just now transitioning to being cynical assholes. But they don't realize that it's them. They think it's the world that's changing and and the world is becoming cruel and unspecial and Oh, you know. Because, you know, spinoffs to popular franchises have never existed before. No. Right? <laughs> I, I told you before. The argument is like, oh, you know how as, as a kid, I don't I can't, speak for myself. As a kid, you know, I love James Bond. I watched 20 fucking James Bond movies. And now, right. you know, it's like, oh, man, now that there's 20, you know, they're not special. It's like special is what you give it. And it doesn't matter if there's one thing or 20 things. If you're a kid and you like all those things, it's special. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, okay, like let's say these Fantastic Beast movies end mm-hmm. up not being great, right? And it's it's not like it's gonna hurt those eight Harry Potter movies. Those those they're 
secured in Harry Potter history, those movies. Yeah, like, and the it, bo- well, for, it, yeah, and the books are even better, you know? So Right, so nothing's going to happen. Like, the Harry Potter movies are still special, you guys. Like, no, you know, that's not going to change. It's like, if anything, it's people will just keep talking about the Harry Potter movies, and maybe they won't, won't talk about the Fantastic Beast. Sort of like Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. Yeah. Like... Lord of the Rings is still a monumentally successful movie trilogy, and people talk about it still, and they talk less about The Hobbit, you know? Yeah. So, whatever. time people talk about The Hobbit, it's like, man, if only, and that's about it. Yeah. But it's no, like, huge thing. Yeah. Because as much as, like, you know, as much as uh, bad... uh, uh, What am I trying to say? As much as bad movies sort of put their their better movies of the series in danger, they they ultimately don't take away from them. Like Terminator, you yeah, know, exactly. and, and Alien. Alien and Terminator and Predator, like, the, you know, the good movies are still good. And yeah, that's, and there's only really one it. or two of them per series, which is weird. Right. Um, yeah, and also, I, there's, if, if, there's some circumstances, but generally speaking, a movie that's bad can't retroactively ruin another movie. Right. Like, the only time it's ever happened, it didn't really ruin it, but I remember Star Trek Into Darkness, when it was basically <laughs> that same movie again, it kind of hurt the first one in my mind, because, like, oh, that first one kind of got a little lucky, uh-huh. but it doesn't make it a bad movie, it was just like, oh, I see, then they kind of just didn't know what to do, so they, they struck, they you know, lightning struck, but and then they just couldn't replicate it. It's, it's you know, that the new Star Trek uh, movie series is, is a bit of an oddity. I feel it's almost like they 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 booted this thing up. They mm-hmm. rebooted this thing, mm-hmm. um, and it should have been a bigger deal than I think it was. Like I I feel like it like they came out with the first one in '09, and then I the second one came out in like what 2012? Uh, I think was it 2012? Yeah. Okay, I guess that's not. No, it must have been 2013. Oh yeah, maybe it got delayed out of 2012. It was 2013 because I remember thinking, like, man, they made this 09 one and like just sitting on your hands, like waiting for the second movie to I come out. It got delayed. So. Oh okay, and then um, I don't know. Beyond was good, but people don't really talk about it. It's just it's weird. It's like it had all this energy behind it when when that first one came out, and then it just sort of had nowhere to go after that. Yeah, it's strange. Think, um, like Star Trek fans didn't care for Into Darkness. Well, first of all, I the Star Trek O Nine is my favorite Star Trek because you know I'm not a Star Trek fan, so I don't want to hear it. Um, second one didn't like it all, and I Star Trek fans like it even less. I think. Yeah. And I think with the third one, because like J.J. Abrams had left, and Star Wars became his whole thing. I think Star Wars kind of cut the rug under it. It did, I think, because like The Force Awakens came out, and people were like, "Yeah, Star Wars is back. Star Trek, whatever." Yeah. It came out in what twenty sixteen, yeah, right. And so that was after Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and and I think after, uh, no, that was before. Wait, it's before Rogue One. Before Rogue One, yeah, it was I'm, right after Force Awakens, though. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so Alex, uh, you know what's what's new in the movie universe with you, man? What uh, what have you been up to? I heard you saw Annihilation. I've seen. Listen, I'm gonna. List off these movies that I've seen, all right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about them all well, how about this you, episode. Well, maybe not list them. Might you just... Uh, we'll talk about them as they come up so uh, we don't have to... So if, you know, if like we don't run to something this episode, we can leave it for the next episode. Sure. Um, Boss Baby. 
I watched Boss Baby. Was it okay? I heard it was okay. You saw it, right? I saw the last half hour of it. The last half hour of it was ma- what made it uh, redeemable, I think. Oh, I see. Um, I, I, You know, I mean, most of the movie was your typical kind of DreamWorks, like, fun, light, a little bit, uh, a little bit too trendy sometimes. You know, like... Like nothing, nothing too deep. But mm-hmm. then the last half hour, there was this scene, and it, it's a scene that you saw too, where he's back in his little baby office. He gets a package from his brother, mm-hmm. and his brother's like, "Hey, I want you to come work for me," and you know all this stuff like disguising it. You know, it was like a really cute, endearing yeah. letter, right? And then there, all this stuff spills out. And then he and then the the baby gets all excited and he runs over and he like fucks everything up in the baby thing and then he uh yeah. com- comes back. I I thought all of that was probably like one of the greatest uh Dreamworks movie moments. Really? Dreamworks animation movie moments. High praise. It it felt like a very uh I don't know, like every, like like the score they used for it and like just how they presented it. It it, it felt like um like an older movie somehow, mm-hmm. like more classic. Yeah, it felt like a, a more classic movie, and it was like uh, it was good. I thought that was good, fun. Yeah, I've heard like people I know like on the internet were like, "Oh, Boss Baby nominated for an Oscar, whatever." First of all, like it was a weak year, kind of, sorta. I mean, I didn't see a lot of the indie slash foreign stuff, so I not one mm-hmm. to say. But in terms of the stuff I've heard about, pretty weak year. What, what are you gonna replace it with Lego Batman? <laughs> Oh yeah, Lego Batman would have been uh, in that in that year, huh? Yeah, but like, come on, Lego Batman's not that good. That's crazy to think that that was only a little less than a a little more than a year ago. It was like last February. Yeah, it feels like it was longer than that. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have nominated. Well, that. the same thing either way. Coco won. That's all that matters. You know, it's weird. Like with Lego Movie, I could probably watch that over and over again. Yeah, that movie is robbed, though. We all know. With with Batman, with Lego Batman, I I, I don't know. It didn't resonate with me as Lego much. Batman. The first like half hour, forty five minutes is great, and then after that, it just sort of doesn't know where to go. I hear that it has a very troubled production, and it kind of shows. It just feels like at the end, there's kind of like I don't know. Let's just see what happens. Well, I, I think the problem with Lego Batman was like they sort of when they expanded the whole thing yeah. to be like every villain ever, it, it it was like okay. I think that's when it got a little weird. That's when it got. I know, yeah. and also like Batman's le- like the lesson Batman learns is like repeated like three times about him and his family. It's like come on, get, get on with it. Let's, get, let's 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 deal with this. Now, are we supposed to believe this is the Batman that went out with the? Lady from the yeah, other I think it's Lego the same movie? Batman. Is this the after that? I guess I don't know. It doesn't matter because it doesn't reference it doesn't that at all. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And then I never saw Ninjago because I don't know what oh, that yeah, is. That came out. Oh, I should watch that. I have no idea what that is. That just a playset? Is that like a, I think it's a like, Lego playset? Well, there's a TV show. I think it's just like a, a Lego original property. Okay. And there's like a TV show it's and a the movie. same thing, and now a movie. Oh, okay. And I completely forgot about it. I wanted to watch that. Hmm. Well, see, that's what uh, that's another thing. Like Lego Movie, the first one, like that was fucking gangbusters, man. Everybody was all about that. Why didn't they make a sequel to that? They are. It's coming out. Like it, six years after the fact or something. Mm, it takes a long time to make movies. All you right. Know? Uh, okay. Like I would have skipped. Uh, well, whatever. If it was me, I would have been like, hey, instead of Lego Batman, let's make 
Lego movie too. But yeah. whatever. It's fine. Eh. It's fine, everybody. It's fine. But yeah, no, you know, DreamWorks has been doing, their like new model, I think, is working out for them where they're trying to make cheaper movies faster, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I never saw Captain Underpants. That was another 2017 one, right? It's cute. I guess. You saw it? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I read the, I liked the books as a little kid. So it was, you know, it's fine. It has a unique art style. I appreciate it. I, mer- I remember being in late elementary school when Captain Underpants came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm too cool and old for this. Mm. No, yeah, Captain Underpants movie, good for babies. <laughs> good for babies. And like, you know, passable entertainment for adults. One of those kind of movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that was the two DreamWorks movies that came out last year, I guess. Yeah. Boss Baby and Captain Underpants. I forget what they're doing now. Don't know. Is there ever going to be a a Dragons 3? Yep, working on it now. Okay. Um, Oh, did you see the trailer, actually, for the new Illumination Grinch movie? Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't want to go into it, because I don't like being mean. Right. But that movie, mm -mm mm-mm-mm. Uh, you know, uh, there's, I've always had some issues with Dr. Seuss adaptations because I really feel like those books are not feature length as much as you would want them to be. You don't want to watch a movie where some guy is like, hey man, eat my green eggs and ham for an hour and a fucking half? I would love that. I would, listen, Quentin Tarantino, (laughs) drop Star Trek, all right? We're talking green eggs and ham. Okay, and it's these two dudes on a train and a plane, all kinds of shit, and they're just sitting there cussing at each other. It's like and, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah, no, I would love that. Um, but okay, here's the thing. Okay, yeah, I don't want to be mean either, so I don't. I won't talk about the new one. I'll talk about the Jim Carrey one because that is, you know, history by now. Ron Howard's. There's a Ron Howard joint from, yeah. uh, uh, you know, two thousand or something. To, uh, 2001 maybe i don't know 2000 the well, dark years of movies kind of the, the worst year for movies maybe i mean like listen i love gladiator that was the movie that won best picture that year because it was a bad year for movies right yeah uh, yeah i mean i think everybody came out with something in 1999 and then they just took it took a took a nap for yeah. a year 2000 had a couple of good movies like requiem for a dream and that kind of stuff right but, you know yeah. also it was mostly how the Grinch Stole Christmas and Space Cowboys, Planet of the Apes, just a bunch. Of, I think wasn't that two thousand one? Was it? No, oh, it was. That was uh, the summer before uh, the world changed. Yeah, when yeah. they released Planet of the Apes. Um. Anyways, uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch. This is the problem I have with it. You take the story that Dr. Seuss made, and it's just a concise. This, 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 and this happens. It's just a tight, concise story. Mm-hmm. Then when you watch the movie, it's like, oh, uh, like an hour and a half. So you got to throw all this other stuff in there. Like, oh, let's flash back to when the Grinch was a kid in school and all the other kids were making fun of him and like stuff like that. And I was like, man, this just feels. And, and you know, he's, he's like, uh, the the whole the whole night that he goes and does his Santa Claus thing, it's like I think it goes on for a little bit too long, and he's like farting around a little bit too much, you know. Yeah, it's but whatever. Just, yeah, Grinch. Ugh. 
I mean, uh, yeah, that movie's alright. I, I, I really recall enjoying it, but haven't seen it since two thousand. So it's not a bad watch. I, I just, I think it's it. it uh, you know what I heard was not very good though was the uh, Mike Myers. Oh, I've heard that's terrible. Cat in the Hat. Warner Brothers Animation though, I think they have not have the rights to the rest of the Seuss archives or whatever, and so they're working on a new Cat in the Hat. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, yeah, Illumination makes really cool. Like they're talented guys. I mean, like, yeah, that's like vague because it's a studio. Studio's not, you know what I'm saying. But like, their animators and artists are really great. They have good visual style. Their movies are made like efficiently. I hear. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I just wanted to to really, I wanted to branch out and do something cool. Maybe that Mario Brothers movie will be something. But I think you told me that movie will and probably end up being some precocious kid ends up joining Mario on some <laughs> bullshit adventure. <laughs> And then, then Mario is barely going to be a, the main character of his own movie, and it's probably what it's going to be. And also because Nintendo views Mario as an intellectual property, not a character. So he, he, like Mickey Mouse, he can't do anything fun or interesting. How sad would it be if the Mario Brothers movie was some kid living in the real world goes to an arcade? Oh, it's the Mario Brothers game. And he's down on his luck, and the girl at school doesn't like him, and his parents think he's dumb. And he goes to the arcade and he plays this game, and then he gets sucked into the Mario Brothers world, mm. and then blah blah blah. You know what I mean? How bummed would you be? I would be uh, bummed if that was what the movie was. Yeah, I'd be pretty bummed. I mean, Nintendo is overseeing the project. I think so. We'll see. But as I said, like of all of the Mario characters, Mario is basically this blank slate. Like Luigi yeah. is real character. Luigi is the best brother. We all know. Um, <laughs> Because he's got real character and I he's beg taller and he can jump higher. He's got a better mustache. And then uh, Mario, he's just kind of like a, just a hero, and that's about it. Yeah, I remember uh, when Mario Sunshine came out. I was like, because you know, I used to look up absolutely everything that was like coming out with Nintendo, and mm-hmm. it's like I somehow caught wind of the fact that like, oh man, this is gonna be the the first Mario game where they have like cutscenes and stuff. I was like, oh fuck yeah. Like, he's finally going to have some, like, dialogue in a game, right? So then you play Mario Sunshine, and then it goes to these cutscenes, and it's literally, you see Mario's mouth moving, and he's talking to Toad, but there's no audio. And I'm like, God damn it, what the hell? Like, anyways. I do like in the Mario and Luigi games for the Game Boy Advance, when uh-huh. Mario and Luigi talk to people, they just go, and... <laughs> It's like, ah, okay, I like that. I just, I I know it's like, I guess it's like a rule or something that he can't say more than whatever three words at a time, but man, I would love to, I, I would love for him to say like a paragraph mm-hmm. worth of dialogue. Yeah. I also hope that they get that voice actor to do Mario's voice in the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, you can't do it without him. You can't just have, like, it's like, a, ooh, do you see the Winnie the Pooh trailer? Oh, uh, because they got Jim Cummings to be Winnie the Pooh and not some rando famous person. It's like, oh, right. great. Also, want to say Winnie the Pooh in that trailer is the fucking cutest thing I ever goddamn saw in my fucking life. <laughs> I just want to hug it. I uh, this is gonna bum you out, but I actually haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, like I said, man, it's like I I have trouble tracking down these trailers. I I you know what I mean? It's like I hear about them bef- after you know, everybody else is. It does, and it never it never has it on the front page for me. I don't know why. Well, because just go to like any like any movie news website, and you'll find all this stuff. Yeah. Well, so anyways, to more serious movies. Sure. So you saw Annihilation. I did see Annihilation. Saw it last night, actually. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Liked it. Oh, I loved it. I told you it was the best movie I saw all year. If it came out last year, it would be in my top five easily. Um, I would not say that about it, but I did like it. Um, it was a great movie. Not without a little bit, not not without a little bit of flaws, like but uh, they were forgivable flaws. Like what? Well, okay. If I was sending my nineteenth team into this, uh, into this bubble, mm-hmm. um, I would have been like, "Hey, let's go to Home Depot. Let's get some hazmat suits. Let's put them in these hazmat suits." So, like, you know, they might have done that already. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Not that it mattered. Not that it mattered. I mean, it, that's the thing. It's forgivable. Like it, it. I enjoyed the movie without that being a thing. But I, that was just something that I noticed. But yeah, no, great movie. Uh, scary, real scary. Mm-hmm, that bear. Uh, when they get man, actual scary shit in movies is like the surreal stuff, the stuff where like you're standing next to this weird like mirror version of yourself and they're like copying your moves and stuff the fucking lovecraft shit man the real horror is the uh, fear the real fear is fear of the unknown yeah um i don't know how much i want to spoil this movie for anybody it's kind of even if you spoil it it's it's an experience it's hard to spoil but that yeah. being said let's keep it vague as, as vague as possible there is there is something about the ending and i won't say what the ending is but there was something where i was like well um I don't quite I don't quite know why this happened but again you know I I don't want to spoil it so mm-hmm. um Yeah yeah I thought it was great I thought it was a movie it's like if you took like 2001 a space odyssey and you took like the fly or another kind of body horror movie and you like smushed them together Someone described I forget who it was but someone described it as like 2000 I think it was yeah 2001 Space Odyssey meets the new Ghostbusters but I think the only reason they said it cuz it was a female cast right yeah. um and that's a bad comparison it is a bad one comparison. of the worst comparisons yeah. I've ever heard no 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 I completely agree I'm you know I'm just reiterating but uh yeah it was good I uh, a lot of great visuals um you know it it, it was a, it was a, a movie that had a lot of momentum mm-hmm. unlike Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, so yeah, I no complaints, really. No major complaints. For anybody who doesn't know, it's by the same writer-director who did Ex Machina. Yep. Another classic. And if you live in Europe, the movie's on Netflix now. Oh, uh, yeah. Because... The distribution rights are different or something. Well, it's because I think Paramount was like, this movie's not going to make any money. Let's just flip it for Netflix and make our money back. Not even in artsy Europe? Where they appreciate film. I think that's probably not as true as you'd think. <laughs> no, I know. Maybe it is. I don't live in Europe. What I thought was funny was when, when I was over there, and then, I mean, it's been a lifetime now, but um, there was ads for Hypercube everywhere. Hypercube. In Britain or where? Uh, this was in Paris. Paris. Yeah, and and for anybody who doesn't know, okay, so there was the movie The Cube that came out in theaters over here, mm-hmm. and I don't think it did very well, but then they made Hypercube, which mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure was straight to video for us, mm-hmm. but over there, I guess it was like this big fucking deal that they had in theaters. Interesting. I remember when I was in uh, Britain, 
was um, Sunshine was everywhere. It's like, fucking Sunshine, guys. Go see fucking Sunshine. And that movie came out like four months later in America. I'm like, oh, hey, it's that movie. Because <laughs> I wasn't really, I think at the time I was not like, oh, man, it's a Danny Boyle movie. I was like, oh, look, Sunshine. What's this? Yeah, I didn't even know who Danny Boyle was. Back That's my then. favorite of his movies now. Uh, Not mine. Mm. It's good. It's great. I think uh, once uh, what's his face comes into the movie, it gets a little bit weird. Yeah, it does. Um, why can't I think of the guy's name? Uh, Mark Strong. Yeah, Mark Strong. I miss that guy. I don't see him he's, anything. He's, he told he's going to be in Shazam, not the not the not the not not Kazam, Shazam. Right. Yeah. Uh, like everything. Who's he going to be in Shazam? He was in Kingsman. He was in Kingsman. He's going to be the villain. He's going to be some sort of wizard. He had a really goofy death in Kingsman. That was. <laughs> Yeah, that movie was a bit honest. Uh, that whole movie was a my uh, that was my biggest disappointment last year. That movie wasn't bad, but it was just a uh, wasted potential. He died for no reason in that movie. Like No, yeah, there was literally no reason. <laughs> I mean, it was a good like, moment, but it didn't need to happen. Well, because it was something where he was singing so that like some some something would would sh- shoot at him instead of He them. was not he was step he stepped on a mine. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. I'm going to sing and distract these guards and blow everyone up so you guys can kill 30 more guards. It's like, why Why does it matter yeah. that five guards are dead when these guys are super spies, oh. like fucking invincible super spies that can take on 50 people at once? I was so... Uh, I don't know. Now that the dust has settled, has, anybody, has anyone mentioned anything about that movie? Like, like, like were there problems? Like, and, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Hey, maybe they'll make a th- third one. The movie kind of ends on like a the end kind of note, which is also weird. I find it, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't bad. Like I said, it was just sort of not quite the the sequel should have been. Yeah, it it you know it almost it, it almost uh, it's like it 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 almost begs the question. Was the movie meant to have a sequel? The first movie. I probably won't. You know, I'll pe- I'll keep watching that first one. I probably won't watch the second one anytime soon. Right. But yeah, because I know when the first one came out, everybody's like, "Oh, hey, it's like the new James Bond." No, oh, I hate that. And it, I I don't think it was really. No, it's different. It's kind of a parody, kind of its own thing. It's great. Yeah. I also hate like, oh man, Mission Impossible is like what James Bond should be. Mission Impossible is like nothing like James Bond. It's such a fucking different thing. Just because they're spies doesn't make it the same kind of thing at all. And also, yeah, like Mission Impossible has become very Tom Cruisean. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Well, I mean that like whole stunty? that whole thing is like the, people go to see it because oh hey check out what Tom Cruise is doing stunt wise crazy stunt Tom, Tom Stuntfest yeah like what's his stunt this movie he's hanging onto the side of a plane like that's become the thing yeah um also like Mission Impossible is more of like a team movie like we're a team of super spies right. doing team shit James Bond doesn't need a fucking team well James Bond doesn't have a team James Bond doesn't do stunts in that kind of like we're coming on buildings kind of way it's a different kind yeah. of spy genre it's like comparing. That to Born to Bond, they're all different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Born uses his fists. Ethan Hunt uses his team. James Bond uses his libido. Yeah, and everybody wins. Yep. Speaking of Danny Boyle, gonna direct Bond Twenty Five. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know if it's quite a hundred percent official, but like I've heard, it, it, I hear it keeps like coming up in like a. Pretty much, it's gonna happen, kind of way, you know. I'm pretty sure you were the one who told me that. No, actually, probably did. Um, 
I'd be all about that. Yeah. I think Daniel Craig's uh, James Bond would be a would be a good match for Danny Boyle direction. Mm-hmm. You know, have him uh, a heroin addict. You know, and then he has to detox in a room, and then there's the baby crawling on the ceiling. I mean, I'd rather just have like James Bond just go on a mission, and that's it. Like that, <laughs> none of this. No, I like you know, no more of this. Oh, uh, all these movies are secretly connected. You wouldn't want to connect train spotting. No, I'm talking to James about Bond. Well, Sky like Scoffall was nice. It was a little one-off thing, but I'm talking about James Bond goes into M's office. M's like Bond, we got a mission for you, and that's right. the movie. That's the whole movie. Is that well? And that's you know, I mean, that was a big thing that I really that really pissed me off about Spectre. And I yeah. know we've talked about this, but it's like, man, come on. I I don't remember the character's name, but Javier Bardem's character had no business being attached to fucking yeah, Spectre. Everyone else was. He was not though. That's silly. It's yeah. like it'd be like in the fifth movie where it's like, guess what? Goldfinger is working for us the whole time, even though it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um. So I'm curious. Have you have you thought any more about our conversation from last time? What the bread one? Or the I mean, is that even one? worth bringing up again? Or probably we got some not. Some good notes. I saw. Um, some good comments. We did. Yeah. Specifically answering what soup is. Soup needs to be based oh, in maybe water. I didn't see that one. Um, oh, it has to be based in what? Water. But it, what about a cream broth? Well, it's still, I don't know. Never mind. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, I think, I think I'm right and you're wrong, and that's, that's it, and vice versa. Did we actually bring up the whole soup thing last time? I we think did. we did. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we'll have to put a pin in it, though. There's not much more to discuss. Yeah. Until yeah. further questions come up i don't know yeah it's like a whole thing you know i mean i think it's one of those questions that just it will never be answered keeps you up at night because it's just semantics and semantics yeah it's it just change you know it's like that's subject to change more than anything you know what i mean naming conventions and shit like you know yeah that yeah anyways 50 years from now i mean shit dude people will still be arguing about sandwiches sure maybe just me yeah, maybe. Anyways, <laughs> I saw a movie. What was it? I watched this fun comedy, Frank Capra's Arsenic and Old Lace. Ever seen it? No. It's okay. Now, is this uh, what what year is this from? Nineteen forty-four. Wow, you're going back. Uh, you're you're digging deep. Yeah. I've noticed. You're you're going back to the the classics. I've been. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to. Last year, I did a bad job of watching old movies. I'm trying to be 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 a good film watcher this year. Yeah, watch my watch my movie vegetables, which are usually pretty great. Yeah, so I watched that. It's okay. It's a very zany. Um, uh, Cary Grant is essentially playing Jimmy Stewart, and he's overacting <laughs> all over the place, which is kind of the point. Like everyone's overacting, and it's like this fun weighted thing. But I feel it doesn't really translate well anymore. Like I don't know. It's also very. It's obviously based on a play because everyone stands around in one location and. Um, talks right yeah but in like a funny way and there's some good lines and some good stuff and there's a lot of fun moments and physical comedy but like it's just like it's just it's just fine it's just fine do you feel like it has influenced uh like the modern comedy at no all? i think not i think it's a bit broad mm, okay like i don't think it like i like it feels weird because it doesn't feel like a modern comedy like you know like old comedy is like with a lot of wit and like tet and all that fun stuff those kind of tend to you can see their influence, but this one was very just sort of like the the movie's about this guy, um, Cary Grant, who uh-huh. has he was getting married in this weird kind of subplot that doesn't make any sense as to why it's in the movie. 
Um, I guess it does, but it's like barely relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, he has two loving ants, and he's at their house, and it turns out the ants have been killing, uh, like, uh, what do you call them? Like, n- not like, man, fucking like people that just come through town without family, like you know. Oh, drifters! Drifters. That's the word. They, they've been killing drifters to ease them of their of their their suffering on this mortal coil. Wow. And uh, it's heavy. But in a fun way, it's like, oh yeah, they were sad, so we poisoned them. And he's like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> and then his like murder gangster brother shows up, and then like hijinks ensue. Oh wow! And Peter Laurie is there, and he's always fun. You know, Peter Laurie. Yeah, he's great. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a fun, fun movie, but it's very, very much play, very uh, little. Not it's like not old fashioned. It's just like it's a thing that you don't see anymore. They're like kind of broad, sort of slapsticky kind of. Yeah. Thing and there's a guy who thinks he's Theodore Roosevelt and it's weird. Who thinks he's Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah, and he yells a lot. Well, I'm sure as Teddy as Teddy did, as Teddy does. Yeah, so it's fun. It's fun. But you know, I'd probably recommend Capper's other works first if you need to see that. Well, let me ask you, what prompts your your movie choices when it comes to that sort of thing? Just whatever's considered a classic. Okay, I mean, you, you actually do list. some... I, just, I have a whole list of movies, and then I look oh. at it sometimes, and like, I feel like renting this one, and this one, and this one, and then I grab them if they're there, and I see what see what's what. Gotcha. And this is from the library? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Uh, well, that's great. And, and the uh, you know, I already forget the name of the movie. Arsenic and Old Lace. Arsenic and Old Lace, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a good movie. I, again, I just... Uh, you know, it's it's just it's good to see. I wouldn't wouldn't buy it or nothing though. Um. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I've been I, I've been interested in seeing more old movies because you know my my list is pretty short when it comes to anything that was made more than fifty sixty years ago. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. I've seen the, the you know I've seen the uh, real class the the basic classics you know have you seen like a lot of silent films have you seen like sea lights of the general or no none of that Nosferatu. I mean, i've those seen are, Nosferatu. those are all entry level Nosferatu, yeah if you know i bet like the real cinephiles the, listen to this like pff, whatever the cabinet of dr caligari uh, dr caligari yeah i've that seen one. that um but you know casablanca citizen yeah. kane blah 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 you know hmm. um oh you know what i bought on blu-ray just the other day all quiet on the western front no oh. <laughs> um dr strange love on oh, tight yeah yeah I, I really i really want to rewatch that i brought i bought um tarkovsky's stalker oh that's a I, great yeah, movie I've... fucking amazing yeah i think you'd i was really jazzed because the, the criterion collection just released that on blu-ray i think it's like a newer remaster i'm like ooh, so i totally <laughs> scooped it up that movie's great yeah um, I've heard a lot about that movie and I, you know, long, you know, I, it, it sucks, man. It's so, there's so much to watch. Um, and I just, you know, I've, I've been busy watching less worthy movies. Like for example, um, I'll throw another one at you that I saw. Oh, actually I'm going to save it. Okay. Because, oh, I see. There was a movie that we were going to talk about. Uh, like we now. both saw. So we both saw a movie, everyone. So here's what we're gonna do, everyone. Guess what? We saw a Wrinkle in Time separately. Se- yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know what you thought about it. Oh, I kind of do because you put it oh, on boy. Facebook, and you don't know what I thought about it. And so um, we're yeah. gonna talk about. It, but 
hey, we're going to kind of do like a little bit of a mini-sode, kind of go into spoilers if we feel like it. So everyone, if you don't want to hear what happens in The Wrinkle in Time, skip to the end of the episode. Yeah, if everybody's if everybody's uh, sheltering themselves from those Wrinkle in Time spoilers, now's a good time to exit the episode. All right. You still there? Okay, so ready? You ready? All right, bye. Yeah. All right, so everyone, you're still here? You want to listen? Okay, cool. So Mike, what do you think of A Wrinkle in Time? Uh, there's a, there's a few different things. Okay, first of all, and I know we say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I thought this, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into a movie for sure, and there's always it's a, good things. It's a good start. There's a, <laughs> there's always good things about most movies, mm-hmm. about most movies, and this has good things about it. This has a lot of cool, like uh, it has like a really unusual like uh costume designs were were really cool and different and unusual uh you mm, know yeah. for 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 the uh three for the ladies three ladies um and like the vfx you know I, some of them worked some of them you could tell there was there was some weird green screen kind of stuff going on um uh i thought it was cool that it was a diverse cast um mm-hmm. Diverse cast and crew. That was great. Um, oh, I hadn't heard about the crew. That's always nice. Yeah. Um, so, with that, with that said, uh, you know, it was it was rough. It was rough. It was it was a, it was a bit of a rough watch for me. I. It was it. There was parts where I. Um, I don't know. I, I there there was there was stuff that seemed a little bit rushed, and stuff that didn't quite make sense. Um, but I don't know. I will say this though. I think Wrinkle in Time will make a good drinking game movie. Why? And I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Because they say the name Charles Wallace. Are you gonna die? Probably. <laughs> That name is said in that movie. It's it, you ever see the Lost Boys? Nope. Okay, well you know about the Lost Boys, right? Vampires. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland is a vampire, and, he, and in that movie they say the name Michael 108 times. Literally? I, yes. Oh wow. And I would be surprised if it wasn't the same exact circumstances for this movie and the name Charles Wallace. They say the name Charles Wallace so many times. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, like they say lots of people's names lots of times, but it is a weird name. Um, so here's what I thought. <laughs> okay. I thought, well, I just want to say, like, kind of jumping up what you said earlier, um, you can tell when you watch a movie, you can tell if a movie has soul, if a movie has like passion behind it, and they like it's just interested, like they want, like the people making it feel for, it, and they want to make a good movie. And this yeah. movie's got soul, and I love movies with soul. Not yeah. most movies don't have, not most movies, but a good amount of movies don't have soul. Right. Yeah. A good amount of movies are just sort of soulless movies, either because the they just like you know never they were just product to begin with or something that happened in the in between but like you know i like like a lot of like this nice like you know a lot of the these big franchises nowadays like the new star wars or the new star trek or um black panther like these are movies with soul movies where they they're trying really hard to make a good movie it's like i just want to make yeah oh, please the audience want to make a good movie and so I, yeah. it felt like that and i love movies like that and i really you know got to hand it to Avery DuVernay and all all the the cast and crew that they Gave it their best, and I do like that. That being said, I thought the movie was very middle of the road. You probably liked it less than I did, but I thought it was very just, eh. It, yeah, I mean, it's it just, um, uh, okay, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I felt, 
Like when I was watching the movie, I felt like, man, the cast of this must be they must they must have really fucking loved working on this movie. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you know what I mean? and maybe it was just behind the scenes stuff that I'd catch somewhere or something, but it I just felt like, man, I bet everybody really got along on this movie and they really mm-hmm. wanted to make a good movie like you said. Mm-hmm. Um uh and Charles Wallace, man, that kid Give that kid an Oscar. Really, I thought. Give was, that fucking kid an. I mean, I I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I, not the actor's fault. He's fine. I was just mostly his role was a little annoying. He was no, so no, no, precocious. no. I agree. Well, I mean, I, and I say this. He, I I don't say this as something where it's like, oh, his his acting really swept me away. No, I think he was pretty much perfect for that role. Just the effort that this kid was putting into this. Damn, dude. Yeah. This kid was bebopping and scatting all over the screen, man. Especially when he, uh, spoiler, when he turns evil. Mm. I'm like, dude, this kid is having so much fun yeah. right now. This kid's just like hamming it up. He's also still acting kind of kiddy, too, which is very nice. Like, you don't really see that in movies where a kid acts, like, usually little kids in movies act like adults. He still kind of acts like a little kid, too. He has, like, little kid inflections and that kind of, like, the way yeah. he moves. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, so well done for every, on all accounts, director and actor. Um, I will give this movie a bit of a, not really a compliment sandwich, maybe a compliment pizza. Comments <laughs> on top, and then we'll get to the the, the dough in the bottom. Sure. Um, I thought I liked a lot of the the visuals, sort of just the sort of di- the art design direction of them. Right. Um, I liked um, the costumes, like you said, for the whatever the ladies are called. I forget, mm-hmm. not their names. Like, what do you call them? In, in a, as as a, as a unit. Um, I liked uh like that room that Chris Pine's in. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like that was a really cool, well, interesting design room. I like the minimalist style they went with. It's like, ooh, that's really effective. I like the weird fractal pattern. I thought when the Disney logo turned all weird, I was like, ooh, that's cool. Yeah, and I was like, maybe this movie, like, because they had kind of bad, not bad, like middling reviews and Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll, this will be one of those movies I really enjoy. Right. And then you know, uh, and then there's all other bits and bad, like all the actors were good and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I don't know if I could say that. I don't know if I could say that. Well, that's actually probably not true. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna single no one out though. No. Um. Anyways, but the things. So here's my problem with the movie: is I thought the movie was very, I found it very vague. Mm-hmm. I found it kind of slow to start. Yeah. I found when they when once they got to Evil Planet, things kind of picked up. Right. Because but like this movie kind of felt like it. They felt like they were trying to make a movie where we're going on a big adventure and never really got there. Mostly because the characters, and this is kind of, I would say this is this problem with this book, but I have since read what happens in the book. Like someone said, this is what the book's about. Same here, yeah. And so I think it's a problem of the adaptation. But the main character has like no, no, she's not involved in the story at all until like much later where she's just like. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the book might be the same way, but it might make more sense literally, like literally. Uh-huh. Um, in that, you know, more things can happen and it can kind of, it's okay to like not be directly involved in stuff, I guess. And that kind of like Harry Potter sense where you just kind of get swept in this adventure. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but Harry, Harry Potter she's does. like, she's like the audience character. Well, yeah. But she like doesn't do anything and things just kind of happen and we don't really know why. And then she's right. swept off in this adventure that no one really wants her to be on. And, and then she doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And then Chris Wallace is left, uh, not Chris, ooh, sorry. Uh, Charles Wallace is left, uh, carrying the load. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like she doesn't do anything. That guy character, 
literally do no- does nothing. He falls off lettuce and eats sand, and that's all he accomplishes in the movie. Well, and in the book, he has a bigger role. In the book, he's got a bigger role. Hear. He is actually... In the movie, he literally is just standing around. Yeah, I think he uh, he just tells the what's-her-face that she's got nice hair. Which... Said, twice. I mean, like... A, like yeah. Of course, thankfully, he did it twice, because the first... Yeah. Um, the first time, it was a little just like, okay, um, hope they bring that back or something. Right. Um... I did, uh, yeah, but like the the vagueness, like so many questions. Like they go to Green Planet, a little grass planet, right? And they talk to a bunch of flowers uh-huh. that didn't need to be in the movie at all. No, um, they Ruth Witherspoon turns into flying lettuce, and they and they fly with her, and then they <laughs> fall off of her, and then then they go to a different planet. And it's like, why did we need to be here? Why couldn't we just go to Zach Galifianakis' planet and to begin with? Exactly. Um, yeah. And then they go to there's that part where they go to um the weird cul-de-sac. Which apparently in the book is like a actual place, and the people there are real people and not weird like computer generated people. It's and supposedly it's supposedly the, that whole planet, I mm-hmm. guess, is people have to do that. Like apparently, what it is is like it's not people just like synchronized in their movements just because. It's literally people have to be synchronized in everything they do, and if they fall out of line, then they're in trouble. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's like that. It's like, okay, again, cut that movie scene out of the movie. Wouldn't have been any different. If you went straight to the weird beach, it would have been exactly the same. Well, The only thing that that scene establishes is that guy is like, man, I'm hungry, which also doesn't really do anything. It doesn't mean anything. I think it is funny that Charles Wallace eats a sand sandwich and then turns evil. And yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> in the book, apparently, Charles Wallace actually thinks he can handle the evil, which is why he turns evil. He doesn't. In the movie, he's just like, the guy's like, hey, man, you want to come with me? And Charles Wallace is like, I guess so. He's like, here's a sandwich. Oh, okay. Well, this like, tastes like sand. <laughs> well, he's like, and the guy's like, yeah, man, it does taste like sand. You should come with me. And Charles Wallace is like, yeah. Well, and then also, like, the, the, and especially, like, I, what I didn't understand about that was, like, two of them are eating sandwiches. Charles for and then for Charles Wallace, he eats the sandwich and it tastes like sand and then he turns evil. And then and then the other guy, the guy that doesn't really have any role in the movie, he's also eating the sandwich, but he's just like, oh, it's just a regular sandwich. Yeah, I don't know. And I understand why they did that. And uh, yeah, and apparently the evil in this movie, the the evil it or whatever, which is um uh, it's just you know, it's just evil. It just, it's the vaguest right. evil. Yeah. In the book, it's apparently like this thing. It's like, oh man, I can get rid of all your your pain in exchange for complete cooperation and individual, you know, lack of individuality. It's like, oh look, motivation and like nuance in the in the thing instead of just like I'm a big black cloud. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Which is like, oh, it it was weird, man. I mean, there was stuff that was just kind of weird and out of place, like. There is this whole thing they do for it. It, it felt like a. I, I <laughs> there was this this weird moment in the in in Act Three or whatever the end of Act Two, beginning of Act Three, where like Charles Wallace projects a version of the main character that has like straightened her hair and like mm-hmm. dresses a little nicer, and it's like look. That's you, but like better. Mm-hmm. But then nothing ever like it. Like she's just there for a second and then disappears. She and like gets force pushed off of bal- <laughs> off a tree. It's like weird. It's like why, why, why? But why? it doesn't call like I like for me. It's like okay, this doesn't really like call back to anything really, does it? Kind like of. I mean, it calls back to her being dissatisfied with herself. Yeah, but like it, it it didn't seem out of place to me. 
But, oh, and the funny. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying I wasn't a fan of um, Mindy Kaling's like weird way of talking. I found it to be a bit grating. Um, and yeah. they kind of just drop it in the second half of the movie. I'm like, okay, why even have this? And also, she used the same joke twice, which I, it's like that's not acceptable. Where she's like quoting some hip pop song or rapper. Right. It's like you did that once. You cannot do it twice. Right. Yeah. Two things. Uh. And, you know, we're getting to the meat of this now, and I apologize for Wrinkle in Time fans and also... I think Wrinkle in Time fans will probably be the most disappointed in the movie. Right. But um, two things that... that One of them I thought was really funny and and really unnecessary was that the bully at the school Mm -hmm. literally had... (laughs) With that sign on... No, no, no. She had the ability to look out her bedroom window and spy on the main character in her backyard. And I thought, this does not need to be here for any reason. Like, there there was no reason for that to be in there. And it, and it was silly. I'm sorry, but that part was just a little bit silly. I found it weird. It's like that thing. It's like, you know, bullies, if you just, if you just wave at them, they'll stop bullying you. It's like, that doesn't work. That's not how that works. Right. Yeah. But that, then that, also, that, here's the thing. Okay, if you have this kid living next to you, who I presume has lived next to you for a while, at, at, long enough to be like, oh, hey, this is our, our next-door neighbor. We know these people. Oh, man, their dad went missing. And then would your next-door neighbor, who probably knew your dad mm-hmm. before uh, any of this, would that person then go and be like, huh, your dad's gone? God, look know. at you, loser. Teenagers, who knows what they're doing. I thought it was kind of weird. It's like, Today is the fourth anniversary of What's-His-Face's disappearance yeah. on the radio. It's like... Nobody like for that's such a weird thing. It's very convenient. And I think and, you could have figured it out without that. Right. And and that's the thing is like her dad had like you know, he he was pretty well known in the scientific community, but he was also laughed at. Like he wasn't some cele- he wasn't some hometown celebrity that they would be like, Oh, it's it's <laughs> you know, it's your number f- it's your number four, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like come on. Like the only like you know if Neil deGrasse Tyson disappeared, I can imagine that maybe. Right. But if he was Neil deGrasse Tyson, the movie didn't really establish that. Right. And then the last thing I'll say, um, and even then, four years is a weird thing to bring up on the radio. Anyways, yeah. My last big criticism is Charles Wallace, and I maybe they address this in the movie. I don't know, but Charles Wallace just knew these ladies out of yeah seemingly Again, nowhere. The vagueness. Like when uh, Reese Witherspoon just pops up in their house and Charles Wallace is like, hey, <laughs> and no one bothers to ask like, hey, how do you know this? Per- like, who do you like? Where did you meet this person? I mean, like, I think it's on the part of the book and you can kind of keep it mysterious and that's fine. It's just it's just too vague in the movie. It just it's just like I'm just like I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not following what's going on because this kid seems to know people that I don't and they don't. <laughs> explain why it's important or something it's, yeah i don't know it's hard to it's hard to articulate um listen i want uh a wrinkle in time origins charles wallace i want this movie. i want to see that movie where this kid is just like he's doing his thing you know what i mean i, I want charles wallace front and center he's going on adventures going through space that's what i want this is also this is a nitpick <laughs> this is not an actual criticism this is just me being a piece of shit. But okay. there's that part where they go to Deck Alphanakis' house. And uh-huh. they're like, okay, let's all hold hands and like picture your dad in your mind. And that's going to, that's going to, and then we're going to find him that way. And she's like, how is that going to help? That's not going to do anything. It's like, right. lady, 
you've seen magical fucking shit all day. You've been like hither and thither through like fucking fantasy land. Why don't you just trust him? Well, and that's <laughs> that's you, a that's not this that's a thing that all, a lot of movies do or. Where people are like, yeah. man, I can't believe I've been through this fucking, like, oh, I'm in Oz or whatever. But it's noticeable. But how is this other magic thing going to help? That's ridiculous. It's noticeable, though. And honestly, quite honestly, the uh, the dialogue in the movie, what it felt a bit, uh, it felt a bit stilted that way. There, Like, what I mean is, like, the way they handled exposition and the way they handled certain characters need, needing to be at certain spots. Like, okay. One thing, uh, like, like an example, of this is like um, the main character. I forget all their names. The main character and her pre- presumed love interest guy. Mm-hmm. Who, they're in her backyard, right? Mm-hmm. And the bully, <laughs> the bully looks out her window and sees both of them. And then the main character's like goes out of, at, like she she gets out of um, eye shot of the bully, and she's sitting there going get over here. Come on, get over here. And the guy's like, well, she already saw us. It doesn't matter. And then the main character's like, no, come on, just get over here. And it's like, I I don't know. I don't think people would talk that way. I don't think like that. You know what I mean? Because you're just sitting there like, okay, yeah, this person already saw the two of you. Like, I I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. It's hard. Uh, That's yeah. It's very specific. Yeah. Um, And he's like, yeah, like again, this was a, it was a, a valiant attempt. It was a movie that had some, that had passion behind it. And I do appreciate that. Same here. Uh, so I will give it, you know, a a good job, you know, A for effort. And I also think kids would probably really love this movie. Maybe. The problem with that, I don't, you know, kids like everything, though, is the thing. Yeah. Uh, but very exciting, though, because I was like, man, this movie has some visual inventiveness to it. I hope uh-huh. Avery DuVernay is doing more stuff. And now she, I heard today she's doing The New Gods, which is like, ooh, how exciting Fucking Dark Side, fucking Orion, Big Barda, at all. They're gonna be fucking hanging out, doing fun shit. And it could be a Hold movie. On. That, it doesn't have to do anything with what's going on right now. It can be its own fucking movie. Hold on. First of all, good. good that's great for her. That's awesome. Mister Miracles, I'm, fucking around. You I'm know. I'm happy for her. Uh, but what is this now? Jack They're, Kirby's New Gods. That thing. Yeah. The DC thing. No, I know what New Gods are, but they announced the New Gods. Yep. Today with Ava DuVernay directing. God damn it! Hey, it doesn't have to be connected. It's so far removed. It's fucking cosmic DC. It doesn't have to do with anything at all. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy of the yeah, DC universe. Yeah. All right. Well. And this movie was pretty cosmic. I feel like, based on what I've heard of Wrinkle in Time, though, I think that to do it really justice, it cannot be a Disney movie for kids. It's kind of got. It has to be kind of fucking weird. I hear it's a movie that's practically undoable. All right, here it's a book that's practically undo unadaptable. You, I think you could probably adapt it, but you'd have to do like a kind of just like fuck it, we're making a weird ass movie kind of thing, which right. is not very easy to sell. Right, yeah. That's the thing about movies that are hard to adapt, they're hard to sell. Well, what's the guy that did uh, uh, Tree of Life and like Terrence Malick? Do you get like Terrence, Terrence Malick, Malick to do cannot it. construct a cohesive <laughs> narrative. His movies are so <laughs> drifting. <laughs> Like, get fucking Alex Garland to do it. He did an- Annihilation. He can do it. Actually, yeah, that'd be a nice... That'd be a cool choice. Rated R, Wrinkle in Time, with some fucking weird bear creatures. Yeah, oh my god, that bear thing. I mean, I think that universally people agree that that was the scariest fucking thing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So unsettling. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a movie where, like, 
you know, Oscar Isaac rips open someone's stomach and you see all of it. And like another part where what's her face gets like half her face, like uh, just like um, ripped off, basically mm-hmm. like a bunch of gory shit in that movie. But the most unsettling thing is like that big bear thing with someone's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Words do not describe yeah. how fucking weird that is. Hey, everybody, you should really see Annihilation. Good movie. Someone turns into plants. Someone, yeah, that was great. <laughs> She's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Hey, you know, in that situation, why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to talk more about Annihilation, but maybe farther out from... from yeah. uh, it, well, hey, nobody saw it. It's unfortunate, uh, It is you know? unfortunate. Yeah. I, it's that thing that I can't stand. People are like, man, they don't make any cool original... original. Well, first of all, it's an adaptation. But, man, they don't make any cool original fucking cool movies anymore. It's like, yeah, because no one fucking watches them. It's like, why don't they make fucking cool original big budget blockbusters except all the ones they make fucking fail? You know what I find a lot that... You know what I find that that's a symptom of more than anything? What? It's people not wanting to spend money on something. So they'll sit there and be like, uh, you know what? I just don't do it because of this, you know, but it, it really is just like, hey, no, man, this is like this is actually a personal problem that you have where you don't want to spend money on movies. So therefore you're shitting on movies. Same with like, you know, same with really any entertainment or or whatever. Like it's the same with music. It's like um, it's like when everybody was saying, oh, you know. They make so much money, like, I'm just going to steal it, you know? But then nowadays, like, there's no money going in the music industry. Well, also, they don't realize that the artist doesn't get the money. The publisher gets the money. Right. Yeah. The artist gets the money. I think artists get more money from live shows and from album sales, right? Well, here's the thing. I did some research. Ooh. And I'll say this really quick, because I know we're running out of time. Um, uh, there's no time limit on this show? Um, record deals used to be where, yeah, like... The, the label would get their money from your your record sales. And then the band would get 100%, basically, from touring and from merchandise. I mean, the venue still needs money. Well, yeah, cutting all that out, right? Yeah, yeah, cutting out the venue costs and the manufacturing costs, whatever. Uh, nowadays, what it is, is they'll they'll, when you sign a deal with a major record label, they will take a chunk of money out of your your concerts and out of your merchandise so you're making a lot less money but they you don't get any they don't compensate that with more money from album sales no that sucks no they no now they take all record sales and then they also take a chunk from stuff that they used to not have their hands in Mm. so it it, yeah better love making music and not making money no it's true yeah it sucks but anyways that's why you gotta buy your own stadium Buy your own stadium, yeah. I mean, those you know those musicians that like uh, have a uh, like a uh, residency in Las Vegas. They're probably making mad money. Well, I don't know. Britney Spears and I think Lady Gaga is the latest well, if one. If you were a fucking super successful Dave Grohl esque uh, rock star, it's like I'm gonna buy this theater in somewhere, or maybe a string of theaters in various cities, and I'm just gonna you know occasionally those pop in and I'll have the Foo Fighters play here, and I own it, and all the profits go to me. Oh, I'm sure that exists. Well, except. I guess it's probably still contract stipulations, but more profits go to me because I don't have to pay the venue. Yay. I'm sure that exists yeah. already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. 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 So that is the end of our Wrinkle in Time discussion. Everyone, come back. 
Anyways, but now it's time to leave. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you want to reach us, we're at filmtestedvoyage.com, filmtestedvoyage.gmail.com, or uh, filmtestedvoyage Facebook page. It's a, it's a fun group. And hey, you know what? Uh, everybody, we are a part of a bigger podcast network called the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. There's plenty of great programming on the Let Me Listen Podcast Network, so be sure to check that out. You can find all your Let Me Listen podcasts on uh, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network SoundCloud and also on iTunes. Be sure to leave some comments, leave some ratings. Hey, tell your friends about us. Um, yeah, we're, you know, uh, we, we always appreciate feedback. We always read the comments. You know what I mean? If, if you want to leave me a big fuck you, hey, Mike, fuck you. All, chances are I'll probably read that shit. That was sad. <laughs> well, until next time, catch you around. <laughs>